welcome back to Beat the Maze Podcast. It's your girl, Jaysha. CMB. And we're here with you for another episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Ian, how have you been this week? I've been doing good. This week was long a little bit. Um, but what it made also it long. Um, what made it long was it was cold and it was rainy all week. It rained from like Sunday to Wednesday. So I couldn't really start my week the way I normally start my week when it's sunny and hot. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just being in the house working from home, that made it a little long. And then, um, yeah, but it was it was a good week overall. Very, very good week. Super big win. I got the desk out of storage. Yeah. And so I am really excited about that. I'm excited to have a consistent workspace. I know that y'all, was did that y'all know that for. y'all could rent flatbed trucks for like $20 from Home Depot? Did y'all know that? Home Depot came in super duper clutch. $25 yes. got my whole situation repaired. Whoa. Um, yeah. Well, that's good to hear, though. That's good to see that there was some positive from the week, though, even though you weren't able to kind of get out and be about because the weather was a little nasty. For sure. How you doing? I'm all right. Um, this week was very short for me. So you guys, I put in my two week resignation on Tuesday. So I was very excited about that. And like to have that done. Um, I had a I'm sorry, y'all have hiccups. <laughs> I have a um had a dinner with my new job last night with um some of my coworkers, so that was nice. It makes me excited to start that job. Um, I mean, of course I'm working out. We had our actual first week of launching Beat the Maze Instagram. Yeah, so by the so, time y'all hear this, it'll be some content out for oh, sure. Oh, yes. But, it's like, by the time y'all hear this, it'll, we'll, we'll be a couple of months in. Yeah. Dang near. But this, we <laughs> launched this week, and it's been really lit. We've had a lot of organic traffic, had a lot of love, definitely a lot of have. people tuning in. So we definitely appreciate y'all as y'all continue with us throughout this journey. We definitely have. I'm I'm thankful of that too. Like I think you just checked the stats today for we did we did our first live, and so weekly we're gonna get on and we're gonna have a live just talking about like a topic of the week or whatever kind of like striked us um, that day. And so this last live we did was on side hustle culture, um, and we actually only had probably about like two people, maybe yeah. really one person consistently, but like two people joined the live. So it's kind of crazy now that we are like that's over and you said it was like 300 some people have watched it uh not 300 people have watched it but 300 people account uh, oh it reached them it reached reached 300 300 people we had 15 interactions we had some likes had probably some watches as well that's still like dope though like for there only be really like and i told Ian before we got on i was like yo like if there's no one on it like my expectation is for no one to show up so to have that one person there and to have her like be engaged shout out to you sid but to have like her be engaged it was like yeah like this is this is lit this is this is what we were looking for um but yeah i guess to move into today's topic um we're gonna be touching on like how do you keep going when you like you're down or like you're just you're in a funk you know for sure for sure and i I would like to start that with saying health is wealth y'all it definitely is and so part of building your wealth is making sure that you're healthy and making sure that you have the capacities physically, mentally, emotionally to enjoy your wealth. And that means taking care of yourself. And that does 
that doesn't mean just going to the doctors or, um, you know, getting a, a couple things done, procedures. That's mental health. That's your diet. That's your water intake. That's your exercise. Like, health is wealth. And that's your mental health. I think I said this already, but that's your mental health as well. And so, with your mental health, every day is, is not the best day. Life happens. Things go on. Sometimes you really don't feel like doing anything. And I think it's important for us as entrepreneurs and doubly important for us as side hustling entrepreneurs that it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to treat yourself. It's okay to not feel good and not do anything because when you rest and you become rejuvenated, that is just as important as doing what you got to do to make your make your moves you feel me yeah i definitely would say so i think to share my bit of honesty i suffer from depression um and anxiety and so i live with depression not suffer oh yes thank you for i live with depression and anxiety and you know sometimes it's like really good it'll be great um and then like sometimes like it's just not and it there's no particular like trigger or anything it's just kind of just like one of those days um and so i think i spoke in our last episode or the episode before that the um about fitness and how that's like helped me increase yeah. my mood and things of and like staying in a more in an upper mood than in a lower mood um but you know like things still happen so i think that's this is a really important topic to talk about because i will say firsthand like when you are, well, when I am going through a depressive state, I genuinely don't feel motivation to do anything. Yeah. And um, it's so easy to get behind or to then, like, beat yourself up. Like, oh, like, Jaysha, like, why won't you just get up and go do it? Yeah. Like, even though I want everything in me to go do it and get it done, I just won't, like, have, like, the physical, like, motivation. Like, it's so difficult. Yeah. Um, and for those of you out there listening who may experience or live with like any um mental illness or mental um you struggle with something mentally you definitely know that like it it, it takes more than just like some some days it's, it's up some days it's not and it takes a little bit more than just like oh like just like get up and go do it it's like sometimes it's just like you know like mm-hmm the the one of the day was getting out the bed. The one of the day was taking a shower. Yeah. And I know I can speak personally. I've been in a lot of situations where, um, a lot it's not situations, but a lot of times where getting out the bed and showering and brushing my teeth was literally the most productive thing I had did the whole day. And I had to give myself like kudos and learn from therapy that you have to give yourself, um, a pat on the back for doing that because you could have just stayed in the bed yeah. all day. All progress, <laughs> all progress is good progress, and for that's sure. especially important when you're dealing with mental health and when you're dealing with episodes where you're not feeling as well and I'll share a little bit about myself I don't like to self-diagnose myself so I don't say that I have depression but I definitely have had days where I'm not feeling as well my mother was somebody who dealt with depression and anxiety really heavy during her life especially the past couple years and it's challenging. And for a long time, I didn't understand it. I didn't know that it wasn't just get up and go. You just got to put your mind to it. Like, no, there's there's really something not right with the way that I'm feeling or the way that I am viewing the world, the way that people, you know, who have, who live with this 
outlook in the world. And I think it's extremely important. I know me having conversations with my mom and you and I having conversations made me realize how important it is to take care of your mental health, how important it is to rest and rejuvenate and to talk to somebody. I'm really happy, actually, that you mentioned therapy. I think that especially people that look like us, we look down on therapy or we say that therapy didn't work for so-and-so, so I don't need to do therapy or I'm just going to thug it out. Or therapy's you know, too expensive. That's therapy's too yeah. expensive. It's not affordable. You know, I can thug it out. And I think that to say that none of these things aren't true, but I, I truly, truly think that when you tell yourself that things are not possible or you tell yourself that it's too hard or you tell yourself that you can't, then you really cannot and you don't think and give yourself the benefit of figuring out how to get through these feelings that you're dealing with in your your current state of mind yeah I definitely would say when it comes to therapy um I think a lot of people believe that when especially when it comes to I'm gonna call it mental illness when it comes to mental illnesses or diseases a lot of people believe that it's just one of those things where you just like you just got to push through it and like stronghold through it. And I think when we first met, that was one of the things that we talked heavily on because I had to like explain to you what this, what this, because depression looks different to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like just being down and we're not going to call it depression. Like just being down in general, that mm-hmm. process looks different to everyone. And I had to explain to you, you know, as my partner, what that meant for me and how I go through things mm-hmm. um, and how I need you to show up for me. Because for some people, they do want to be left alone. For others, they want to be fully submerged right. or near others. So you have to, like, f- I had to figure out how to communicate that to you. And then, like, the strength to communicate that because yeah. because of the stigma that comes with, like, mental health and, like, um, very much so. I think as a younger generation, we are more um, understanding, I think, or more open to the idea that there are yeah. things happening mentally. Because realistically, when we break it all down to it, mental health illnesses all come from hormonal. I'm not going to say all. Majority of them come from hormonal imbalances in mm-hmm. the body. So when we break it down, I think a lot of, um, and I'll speak for like generation in like older gen, like my, our parents' generation. Um, and I'll say for my family, like that was one of the stigmas I had to like go through and navigate with, with like a couple people I knew and a couple members of my family because it was like, oh, Deja, like there, there's nothing wrong. Like you just gotta get up. It's not. It's like, well, what does that mean? Like you don't feel good, and it's like, I don't feel good. I don't feel like myself. And I'm like, they're like, well, what does that mean? You don't feel like yourself. And it's like, it's really hard to communicate to someone, especially if they're not open to receiving and understanding what you're saying. Because mental health is not something that is physically tangible mm-hmm. always. It's really hard to communicate to them. What does that look like for you? And it's like validity. Because if you say like, I don't feel good. Oh, I can see you have a, bro- because you broke your arm. Oh, I can see you have a broken arm. Right. Versus I don't feel good because like my head is foggy. I'm not. I'm not doing myself. I'm not doing my full um, 100%. That's less, like, people aren't as receptive to understanding that um, because everyone handles the stress in, like, life differently. So um, I know for people normally be like, oh, well, like, yeah, my head gets foggy sometimes too, but I just get up and go do stuff. Yeah, and and that's something that I want to touch on. For those of you who know people who are living with mental illnesses or battling, um, you know, these feelings and um, 
you know, these, these certain aspects in their own personal life, I know that it is important. Like you want to relate and that's what we do as people. We want to say, Hey, I know what you're going through. You can get through this. You want to support your people. But sometimes the best thing that you can really do for somebody who is going through that is to just listen, Yeah. to just listen, to encourage them to get professional help. I, I'm going to circle back to the idea that therapy is so important. Therapy is so, 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 so important. Professional help is so, so important yeah, because yes, yes, yes. realistically, we as humans are not made to deal with life on our own. Life is hard. There are things that go on each and every day that kill people, that cripple people, that can break somebody that is might not be as strong as you. And I think if you know, I not think, but if you know somebody that is going through that, man, just support them. But give them the space to feel what they're feeling. Give them the space to say what they have to say. And once they get their feelings out, then you can talk them through it. But just let people articulate. And if somebody's having a problem with saying what they got to say, then help them articulate it. But don't be that person like, hey, I want to understand exactly what you're going through. Hey, I know you said you're depressed. Well, sometimes I feel depressed too. No, that's not, that's not cool, man. That's definitely not cool. And I want to touch on that because it silences people. It doesn't allow people to truly be their authentic selves if they feel like they always have to make you feel like you can understand what they're going through and you're not really open to yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I, I understand that for a majority of people, it comes from like, oh, I want to, I want you to know I feel you too. Or like, I understand right. where your pain is coming from. And it's Which like, is a, appreciative. It's, a, yeah, it's definitely a good intention. It definitely is. But then what it how it comes off and how a lot of times the opposing like opposing and receives it it's like you kind of like invalidate my feelings because you're like oh i did i feel that too like yeah i broke my foot too it's like okay well i'm talking about me (laughs) right now um but yeah therapy is so important um i would say having now been in therapy and i just got re got re-entered into therapy and did it like went and got a new therapist um it's. I think it's something that everyone should have, whether you have a mental, like you deal with anything mental, mentally related or mental health. Um, I think everyone should have a therapist. Yeah. Therapy is not just for when you're down or going through things. Therapy is someone there who is literally like their, their job is to listen to you about how you feel high or low and people just think therapy is for me to like sit on a couch and just talk about everything wrong in my life and it's like no you like I talk to my therapist about my ups and my lows I know you say you talk to your therapist about business my and entrepreneurship entrepreneur, like, so we like, be getting it in therapy it's like that literally is that person that you can be like you can be your authentic self with like as many people as you choose to be but that's that person like they their job they're really paid to not judge you right. <laughs> they're paid to listen um, and everyone should have a therapist. I'm a strong believer of that. And to like de- debunk the stigma of therapy is expensive. It's not. If you, for those with insurance, you can easily find a therapist within that is covered by your insurance co- uh, co- policy um, and affordable. You can also, for those without insurance, there are a lot of uh, therapists. And I know this because I vet out my therapist. Like I go, like I start with like a list of like, 
dang near 100 people for a therapist when I'm looking for a therapist. And majority of those people on that list, they do a thing called like sliding skills uh, therapy or like patient-based patient, patient um, based therapy. So it's it's a way of paying for your therapy session that is like specific for you. So mm. there's the standard rate. So we'll say most standard rates are like at least in a state of Georgia are like $75 a session. That's oh, like, dang. yeah, that's like a standard rate. Um, that's before insurance or anything. So if you have insurance, of course, it'll be a different price. Um, but what they do with the sliding scale is if you're, say, in high school or you're a college student, because I know when I was in college and I was going through therapy and I didn't have the money, my therapist, who was charging actually 135 per session, she was able to work at, like, we worked out a sliding scale agreement where she was only charging me 50, which is a very big discount on her price. Mm-hmm. But I've seen therapists who even charge less than that, like saying the average is normally like 75 per session. And they're able to work with you like around a 25 range, $40 range, whatever. And they ask, they genuinely actually like what's affordable for you so that, cause you need help. Like you need someone here for you. Um, and then you can work your way up. Now it's not a long-term thing. But it is the way to start and it is the way to like begin budgeting. Like, you know, hey, I want to like I go to therapy every two weeks personally. So I know I need to budget $160 for my month for therapy. That's before because that's with before insurance. So when my insurance does kick in based off of my plan, my actual therapy sessions will only be roughly about $10. Then I'll be able to go more frequently because I've already budgeted budgeted the 160 into my budget right so um definitely look out for therapists and like ask them if they do like sliding scales or if they do any type of payment arrangements where you can pay kind of what you can afford versus being overwhelmed with the costs of therapy and again you can always go through your um you can always go through your insurance i have had a therapist where i went work with her outside of insurance and she was actually remote in florida and i was here and I paid her about $65 a session. And my therapist I have now is with my insurance. I pay her $75 until my deductible will kick in. Yeah. And I, I want to touch back on, because you said something really, really important, is that you have a list of therapists that you work with. And I think for people who are interested in therapy after you listen to this, and this might be the little nudge that you need, well, therapy is not a one-size-fits-all. Oh, My no therapist way. might not be good for Jaisha. Jaisha's therapist might not be good for me. And for me, personally, I wanted a, a black woman, right? Some men need black men because that's who they feel can relate to better. Um, therapists have different needs and different niches, just like business, you know? Everything can be brought back to the same way that you think about business, the same way that you think about entrepreneurship, the same way that you think about even more personal than that, like your style of clothes, you know, there is a niche that is centered around you yeah. and therapy is no different. So for that, for you, who's looking to get into therapy, who's looking to get yourself on a better track, you've been talking about it, you made the decision and now you just need to take that leap of faith Make a list, get some referrals, um, you know, see who can who can be the most beneficial to you. And if somebody is not working out, don't be afraid to have a free consultation because a lot of therapists do offer yes. that and then move on to someone who you feel can better suit your needs. I definitely agree. And don't and I, I say that don't 
think you're just you're just um locked in like you have to go through your insurance because a lot of therapists actually work with a lot of insurance companies but you can't find them um from like your direct insurance website so like for instance for my insurance my therapist i found her on therapyforblackgirls.com which we're gonna also curate like a list of a couple of links for places that you guys can go and find a therapist i know we both found ours on therapyforblackgirls.com um and there is therapy for black boys as well they just created that website black men men, yes but um i i think it, like for me, I went through my insurance website. I was looking for a therapist, behavioral therapy, but behavioral therapy and um, cognitive behavioral therapy. Sorry, that's a profession. That's the actual title. But um, all the people that they listed, it was like, oh, okay. I did my research, did my Google again. I was looking for a black woman. I wanted her to preferably be around forty, if not younger than forty, because I want her to be closer to my age as possible. I want someone who I can like speak to about social media and like memes and stuff, and wouldn't I wouldn't have to go out my way to kind of explain. Um, to a certain mm. degree where it was kind of like, ah, oh, they're not going to really get it. Like, right. you know, uh, you're explaining something to your mom or your dad and you're like, they just don't get it because they're like, huh? Like, uh, like right. I didn't want to have to do that. So I wanted someone preferably like under 40, as close as I can get to like 25 for real, for real. So, um, and I wanted, of course, a black woman. And so I was looking and that was like my criteria, my criteria. And none of the people from my insurance website matched that. Um, criteria. So I then went to therapyforblackgirls.com and I went to a couple of other resources and um, I was able to find my therapist. Well, you, they, you put in your insurance, which is a great uh, thing that they have when you put in your insurance. Mm-hmm. They give you a list of everyone on the list who covers your insurance. And everyone on the list, they either have a phone number or email or a website or all three or mm-hmm. all of the above. And you can contact them. You get to see what they look like. You get to see what their office looks like. They tell you if they're accepting clients, if they're virtual, or if they're in person. Um, and you can pick the person that you want. And they also tell you the states that they're registered in because you could, like, for instance, um, the therapist I had in Florida, she was also licensed to practice in Georgia. Yeah. So I could work with her. Yeah, I, I was going, I wanted to go to a guy who's really, really good. Um, fit I think exactly what I needed but he was in North Carolina and so he was like oh man you're in Georgia I can't practice have, in that state I, yeah I can't practice in that state unfortunately I can't take you on as a client he was in person too so like I was excited and uh, you know it didn't work out the way I wanted it to but that was a learning experience for me so yeah. that's a, a great topic that's definitely important so it gives you all this information like you could ever want including what does that therapist even specialize in because there are different types of therapy there are cognitive behavioral which is kind of the standard uh, talk therapy that you would see like through tv there's um person-centered therapy there's like hypnotherapy there's so many mm-hmm. <laughs> different um things of therapy and specialties yeah. like and some do you do your due diligence yes. for sure like don't take our word. Oh, Ian and Jay should said I should get a therapist from Therapy for Black Girls. No, for you sure. Know, you no. get somebody from ABC XYZ, and they're not serving your needs. You know, you still have to do your due diligence, yeah, just like with everything do. else. You definitely do. Um, and then also, I think a big part of finding a therapist is being real with what you're looking for. Like I had to be real with myself. I don't want. I don't um I don't I didn't want a personal centered therapy. I wanted behavioral like cognitive behavioral therapy because a lot of the things that I go through are through my own cognitive 
mindset and how I think about things and how I see life. Mm-hmm. And I realized I wanted a therapist who was aware of my depression, who was mm-hmm. aware of my anxiety and was, was used to working with things like that. Um, and there's like, there, there's like, I've, there's tons of therapists on there who like deal with like abuse and various things like that. But, um, anyway, <laughs> so I, I wanted, something just came to my head yeah. from a conversation I was having the other day for somebody who might be listening to this and, you know, we serve generation Z, so they're a bit younger, might not have everything together just yeah. yet. You feel me? And family, or they might be in the space that we're in, but family is not the most supportive. That's their main support system. How would you suggest that they deal with it? Or do you have any advice for for that crowd? Yes. So I would definitely say, one, the first question is, um, and I'm thinking from easier route to kind of the the easiest route route possible. The... First thing to do is find out if you are on anyone's insurance. If you are on anyone's insurance, find out the information of that company. You can call. You don't have to have the policy number. As long as your name and your, like, was to be on someone's insurance, they have to have your name, your social, they have to have your um, your birthday. So you can call. If, as long as you find out whoever the name is, you can call and figure out all the rest of that information. If you're not on anyone's insurance um, and you're not in the financial position to get insurance, what you can do is go to resources like Planned Parenthood, where they offer insurance, po- like swinging, sliding scale payment insurance policies, or Planned Parenthood, they offer free resources as well, free mm. therapy resources. Um, so that that's a great source. And they're not just in person. You, and there's a pan, Planned Parenthood, I think, in a majority of um, all states now, majority of them. But um, you can also access them, access them online. Um, then you also like have the option of, if you do want to go ahead, you don't want to do Planned Parenthood, you don't want to do, um, you don't want to fact, you don't have insurance or you don't want to go through the insurance route. Um, and you want it to be a little bit more anonymous. There are a lot of, uh, health centers do offer like group therapy, Mm. um, for free where you can walk in anonymous, anonymously, like you'll be in a room with people you don't know, you don't know their name, nothing. Um, you can do that. And there are personal therapies at these centers for free as well. So I think definitely if you are interested in kind of trying to figure out what's best for you, um, do your, you have to Google and do your research and like mm-hmm. ask questions. That's really important. Um, Ian and I are not experts on this. Everything we know, we literally had to Google and figure it out. And it was from trial and error. Um, so yeah, do, do your, do your best due diligence to kind of, um, figure out, what works for you. And again, like I said, it's not just uh major companies because like I, I have friends that are working through Planned Parenthood and through just their state on like state based insurance policies where mm. they work like minimum wage jobs but some of their paycheck, like twenty dollars or so every paycheck will go to the insurance policy so oh. that they can afford like, you know, oh, basic I'm, health yeah, things. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So so um yeah I would I would definitely say that I would say to kind of backtrack a little bit um to the kind of one size doesn't fit all a lot of people think like you're supposed to get whoever comes to you and so I say this to say what does that mean yeah that's what I guess <laughs> I said this to say when I first started therapy my first ever therapist was someone that my mother picked mm-hmm. um and I was going to therapy. 
in my truth and my honesty talking like about all my issues that I was dealing with and I was like in my head I'm like oh my mom picked them they're gonna go back and report to my mom everything I was saying which they actually can't unless they feel like you're in like danger of your own life of like harming right. yourself I do believe yeah. therapists are mandatory reporters if I'm yes, not mistaken they are like if you if you say something about like harming yourself or anything like like they have to report that but they mm-hmm. can't say anything else in your private sessions but um I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm not feeling it. So because of that, like, thought in the back of my mind that I could be telling this therapist something and, like, she would go and tell my mom, I decided I didn't want to go with that therapist. I wanted to find my own therapist and my mm-hmm. own person. Plus, she was kind of, like, she was in my criteria, but she wasn't, we just weren't a good fit. Like, right. I was looking for something different. And so um, don't feel pressured to have to also constantly stay in therapy. Like, life does come in waves. I know mm-hmm. I've joined and like I've began, I've started and stopped therapy multiple times, um, and from financial reasons, for just kind of like self reasons because I did get in the mindset of like, oh, I went to therapy for three months straight, I'm healed, everything's yeah. fine. It's like okay, this yeah. healing th- journey, life, life grief, <laughs> anything <laughs> does not have a a time scale on it. Yeah, I think that's that's so important, even outside of the realm and the lens of therapy, and just talking about life overall and how you personally experience life these things do not have time stamps on it it's not a a certain amount of time that you go and you're like oh well I did this so I should be healed now I even if you're you're dealing with relationships you know I've had friends tell me well I did 90 days without no boys no women you know no uh no men no women I should be cool now. Like, I should be healed. My heartbreak is over. No, that's... If you're not doing the work, if you're not putting your all into growing yourself, you know, whether or not you're doing therapy, whether or not you are online, what you're taking in, what you're listening to, what you're reading, who you're talking to, all of that plays a part into how fast or slow your healing is going. And then, like, for those who are experiencing grief... That stuff takes time. It comes in waves, you know? Yeah. I think we just get so caught up in the idea that healing, like one day we'll just be perfectly healed and whole. Like you definitely grow and grow from where you're at. But as as long as you continue living and you continue experiencing life and interacting with life outside of just yourself, you will always have something to heal from. You will Mm -hmm. always need to be able to process. And therapy gives you that safe space to process, um, and to, to, to like have that accountability partner of what you the what the things you want to do. Um, cause there's some therapists like I think um your therapist is more like like a life coach, right? Like she takes that bit, approach yeah. a little bit more than I know my therapist, she's more like, Tell me how you feel, like emotional, be more in touch with like mm-hmm. how did that them saying that or you doing that affect you like internally? And so yeah. we do a lot of like recall based um and so yeah, I think to kind of get back to the main topic of this, because we definitely talked a good bit about therapy, which is really important, which I'm glad we did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because, you know, like, everyone, like, sees the glitters and the gold, and they're like, oh, they're just, like, perfectly pulled together. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many people I know, including myself, who are all dealing with our own mental struggles. And, like, mm-hmm. every day is a journey. Um, a lot of people, I wish a lot more people got therapists, but a lot of people kind of just do the self-healing route and the mantras and stuff and but I, I do think it's it's nice to have that person there um to listen to you but 
I do think if to get kind of a little bit more onto the topic, I think that when it comes to especially being like a business owner or entrepreneur and dealing with mental health, um, it could be very tasking. It could be very draining to know that like essentially you're the person that's clicking all the buttons mm-hmm. on this ship. If, and if you don't if click these buttons, fail, yeah. If this shit fails, it's your fault. It's your fault. <laughs> and I feel like it's like that can be a lot that can be a stressor, um, to know like, oh my gosh, like I have all this stuff to do today on top of I just don't feel good. And then, like, you feel bad and you kind of feel guilty for yeah. taking the time for yourself. And then you feel worse because now you didn't do your stuff and you didn't do what you were supposed to. You didn't yeah. do your stuff and you took time for yourself. So now yeah. it's like, in uh, sort of art, not giving a fuck, Mark Manson calls back the the feedback loop from hell like you do something bad and then you feel bad about it and you think bad about yourself and it's just like a real literally cycle. and that's literally what it is like i can't that's why i had to literally learn that when i'm going through my episodes that it's okay to just live this out and then tomorrow we'll pick it up or in an hour pick it up or mm-hmm. whatever like today i had i haven't been like the best like i'm gonna say it wasn't it was it's been a good day but i haven't been at the like my most highest kind of like energy and I was like, you know, like today I'm feeling a little low. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to wash. And then I was like, you know, I really want to clean my house though. Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty low, but I just want to clean my house and just kind of be like a little alone. And luckily you left out because you had errands to run. So mm-hmm. that gave me that space and that time to kind of like be with myself and my energy and my thoughts. That's, that's a great, that's a great, great pivot. Keep going. Keep, that was <laughs> such a great pivot because I got some stuff to say on that one. Keep be with going. myself and my energy and my thoughts while still like him not feeling like I'm like pushing him away and him also being there to support me because I, when you came in the house, you were kind of like, you know, like your energy is a little low. You're all right. And then at this time, I've processed my emotions. I've processed my thoughts. I've had that space and that time to like when I clean, I'm cleaning internally and externally. So mm-hmm. that's the like I'm cleaning the house, but I'm really cleaning my internal self mm-hmm. at the same time. And so I've had that time to clean to then communicate to you, hey, this is going on. And so now that I've given myself this positive reinforcement to myself and I've communicated to you, which is even more positive reinforcement, I don't feel like, oh, Jason, you haven't been productive. You haven't done anything all day. You didn't do the stuff that you wanted to do because I still have stuff to do today. Right. I feel like I got what I needed to get done for me because I can't run the ship if it's sinking. Right. Absolutely. And I I think you've been dropping that heat today, just touching on the idea of touching on the idea of a clean space. Your space is your space reflects your the inside of your mind. So I know for me, especially when I was living alone, when my space was all over the place, when my it me it normally meant that my mind was in shambles. It meant that I wasn't doing what I need to do. I wasn't being productive. I didn't have what I needed to have together together. And that was reflected outwardly. That was reflected in my appearance. That was reflected in my habits. That was reflected in my room. And I think it's so important that especially when you're not feeling well, and this is something that you could do today. You know, if you're not feeling well, and you know your room looks a mess and you've kind of just been letting it slide, clean your room, wash your mirror, wash your clothes, you feel me? Because from there, once you 
Once you cleanse the outside clutter, you start cleansing the inside clutter. Sometimes it's simultaneously, but normally one can't exist without the other. Two types of energies cannot exist in the same space because energy is not, cannot be made nor created. It can only be transferred and changed. So if your bad energy, if you're cleansing that within your room, your inside energy, you're going to feel better. You're going to start thinking of more positive things, and then you're going to start thinking of new ways to get to your solutions. You feel me? And I wish I would have learned that like a lot sooner because I remember to probably like one of my worst times of like what I call my depression room, and it's when like I'm really deep in it and um, I haven't dip my head above the hole in a little minute and the room is just a mess like it's just everywhere clothes everywhere stuff is everywhere and I at this time though it was my freshman year of college I had a roommate and so I felt so bad after the fact once I like this is before I even knew that I had depression and knew that that's what it was called that I was going through I thought like most people oh JJ you're tripping like you're just being lazy like just get up and do stuff but I just couldn't like I just couldn't mm-hmm. and I feel so bad looking back because I was like wow so I know my roommate probably thought yo this girl's dirty as hell like <laughs> what is going on with this girl she's not going to class she's not cleaning her room yeah <laughs> she's not cleaning her side of the room and I, I like I'm like dang if only I knew and had the way to like communicate like communicate like I'm going through I'm depressed I'm going through depression this is what's happening but also know that if I if I clean this room, I just need to clean this room. I won't. You're not gonna magically feel better, but you're gonna like it's gonna give you some type of like I don't know how to explain like this energy boost in a mm-hmm. way like, dang like like it's like you can't oh, what's 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 the saying? It's like you can you can't be sad in a happy room or something like that. Oh, Is that no, what I'm, dang, it's like something along the lines essentially like. Like, you can't be depressed if you're not in a depression room. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you clean the room up and, like, things like that. And I, I laugh at it because it's, like, it, it doesn't fix everything by no means. But it definitely gives you a space to, like, when you finish cleaning, just go. <sighs> yeah. And, and on, just breathe. On to the next yeah. thing. And I, and I might catch some flack for this. But you pointed, you said it subliminally. And I want to point it out that even though, you know, when you're dealing with your depressive state to your not even even if you're not we're not talking about depression when you're going through whatever you're going through in your own personal life you still have to take accountability for your actions if your room is is nasty you know at some point like of course you want your you want friends that are going to help you you want people that are going to pick you up around you but at some point you also have to want better for yourself to things to get better and that even is as small as is telling somebody I need help. Yeah, I was just you gonna know? say that. I was gonna say to clarify that a little bit more, to not like not make it sound like we're saying like you gotta get up. Blah, blah, blah. No, but like to clarify it, I when I was going through those states and those episodes, and it that that really I didn't know that I was dealing with depression until I moved off campus for the first time, and I had depression house. It wasn't even just depression room, and I lived by myself, and I didn't know what was wrong, but I knew what I was feeling was not. I don't want to say normal, but I knew it was not something I felt before. Right. And it was probably, and I'll say to this day, one of my most scariest times in my life, my most darkest times. And I, I had to take the accountability of like, no one is going to, I can't blame anyone for not calling me or reaching out to me, especially when I'm ostracizing myself and pushing them away. Mm-hmm. I can't blame anyone for that. And no one's going to come out their way and save me. I have to figure out if what's If you good. don't want to save yourself. Yes. 
Yes. I want that to be very, very clear because people want to help you more than they want to push you away or like people care about themselves first and they care about their tribe second. So people, there is somebody that wants to help you, but you have to open your mouth. You have to say something. You have to. Yes. And I, I was just about to say that, like I had to, I had to take authority of what I was going through and make my first phone call, which was to my Morehouse brother and say, Hey Miles, I'm not doing well. Right. And then the conversation was like, well, what's going on? I don't know. I just know I'm not doing well. And then to reach out to my tribe and my people and tell them what's going on and to all have them. All say, they said different things, but all came back to kind of, you should go seek help. You should go mm-hmm. go to the, the counseling center on campus, which mm-hmm. I didn't mention, mention this earlier. But if you're in college or high school, your high school counselors and your college counselors Majority of them ha- are licensed therapists, so they are licensed to um to provide you with that assistance and help, or just to point you to the right direction. Right. But they were like, you know, you might want to go to the the counseling services on campus and talk to them. And I went to the counseling services, which were great, and but they're school services, so they were great as a great place to start. And she pointed me in the right direction for sure. And then I was like, okay, I know I need to go to a therapist. And I built the communicational skills skills to communicate to my family. This is what I'm going through. And to stand on that as well, because it can be very lonely to experience like down moods and for, especially for people to not understand it. And to like stand on like, I'm going through this and respectfully, I say this very respectfully, I might get some slack on it. <laughs> I'm going through this and it doesn't matter how much I pray, work out or sleep. You cannot, I'm still feeling it. <laughs> you cannot pray, bro. You cannot pray this shit away. You can't. You, <laughs> you need help. You, you need, need to help. seek, <laughs> seek you, help. And that's okay. Yeah. It's okay it's to get help for, for my strong people. For you, my strong person that's listening to this, you like, yo, I hear what you saying, e, but yeah, no, bro. Sis you need help. Yeah. Seek help. It's and it okay. doesn't. And it doesn't have to be some loud declaration. Um, I'm just at the level of my life where I'm comfortable, like talking about yeah. what I go through. But it doesn't have to be a long, loud like explanation. When I was first going through what I was going through, I told you my Morehouse brother knew. He was the only person I knew, the only person, and I didn't for quite some time, a couple of months before I told anyone else. Mm-hmm. I still had the same behavior, but before I told anyone else and like communicated what was going on. So it's it starts small with you. Some people don't even tell any of their social, their their network or their community, their circle. Mm-mm. Some people just go straight to the counseling services, and it's just it's between you and that counselor and no one else's business. And like it doesn't like, I think mental health and like mental illness now is like getting like glorified low key in social media. We're like, everyone's like, oh, well, I'm depressed too, and it's like, Ugh. but that's a whole different conversation for another time. But. Uh, so, like, you don't have to declare it on your social media, this is what I'm going through, da 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 but do know you have that as an option. If you don't have anyone that you can go to and say, hey, this is what's going on, friend, foe, mom, dad, yeah. and they don't provide you with anything that may have been, like, tangible that you feel like can be used, like, useful, in the, for, for lack of better words. You can you might need to take that step to close friends it or to send a tweet out or because we've seen many tweets where people have been like, hey like y'all I'm not doing too well I need help can anyone like refer me to a good therapist or mm-hmm. kind of tell me what I should do like I've had conversations where they've coming up with people that I don't even know or have a relationship with who are like hey like 
um, not to me directly, but like in a group setting, like, hey, y'all, like, do y'all do therapy? Because most people, if they're, especially if they're scared to do something or they don't want to know, they'll throw it as like an open-ended question. Like, yeah, I heard so-and-so. You never know who so-and-so is. I heard so-and-so said that they went to therapy. What y'all think about therapy? Hey, so-and-so <laughs> just be there. Be chilling. <laughs> and I've heard that many times. I think I did that when I first started therapy. Like, I was like, in front of a group of friends, like, hey, yeah. I heard from so-and-so, like, so-and-so's doing therapy now. What y'all think about that? And to hear my circle and my group of friends, like, encourage therapy and encourage seeking help mm. was, like, comforting to know, like, okay, I'm in a space where I won't be judged. But then to also, like, have those people to be like, okay, on a private note, hey, man, hey, Ann, I want to I wanna go to therapy. Right. How do I get there? Right. Like, how do I figure that out? So. Yeah. So. Sure. As always, y'all know we end episodes on a bag drop. We got run. We gonna let y'all run. Thank y'all for tuning in with us. But first, Jaysha, what's your bag drop for the week? My bag drop for the week is it is okay to not be okay. Um, I'll go based off of what Beyonce says. Beyonce gives herself a day to feel sad, angry, or down. And that's relative. But like you give yourself your time to experience mm-hmm. what you feel and after that time period, it's not saying that your feelings won't that feeling won't stop, but it's your time to get up and to go and to get it. For sure. For sure. My bag drop. I got two bags for y'all this week. First bag is health is wealth, man. You can't do what you gotta do if you don't take care of you. Mm-hmm. So take care of yourselves, get the help that you need. Don't try to be too strong. And then my second bag is that at some point you gotta take accountability for yourself. If you're not dropping that weight, if your room is not clean, if you're not eating, you know, I'm not, and not, of course, there are external factors that lead to all of these things. But at some point, you have to take accountability. You have to say, I need help. And you have to be open to the help that is then offered to you. Yeah. You know, Barbara Sher, I was watching a TED Talk and she said, when you have a problem, you can't voice a problem without voicing the obstacle that comes along with it. And so y'all get three bags out of me today, two in a bonus. And to kind of just tip off that before we go, because we can keep going, I I will say, and also if you get an answer that you don't like, like I have had many people tell me, oh, like you just kind of pray about it and like you'll be okay. And I was got, I got really into church. And like I'm a, I consider myself a spiritual person. I got really into church. And I'm still like, I'm still dealing with this stuff. Go to another person. Ask another person. Like, hey, what yeah. do you think? What are some resources? The Google, like the internet is literally a mi- million of resources. Million of people. Millions. And if you really want some anonymous opinions, Reddit. Million of people will yeah. give you their thoughts and their opinions and will help you or guide you in the direction that you might need. Yeah. So take care of yourselves. Health is wealth. Take accountability. Come with your problem and your obstacles. That's my bag. Short, succinct. Thank y'all so, so much for tuning in to another episode. Learning how we beat our mazes. Learning how to beat yours. Don't forget to like, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. Tell us how you like it. Tell us what we can do better. Tell us what you want to hear about. How we can continue to help you. And before we go, Jay, you want to... Say all your socials. Yes, um, you guys know you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Jaysha Robinson, J A S I A Robinson, like Jackie. And then on TikTok, it's just another N. 
And you can follow our actual Beat the Maze page at Beat the Maze Podcast on Instagram um, and Beat the Maze Podcast on YouTube. And, and, yeah. Because by this time, they'll be getting a YouTube. Yeah, yeah. they'll be and getting can, some YouTube content. Y'all can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at EMB with two underscores at the end. We love y'all. We definitely do. Have a great week. We'll see y'all next episode. See you guys later.